Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Turn up your volume because you're about to listen to the sick podcast. Simmer down with John Simpson. Brady Kachuk with the tip, his 100th goal. It is 300th game, and it's a Gordy Howe hat trick to tie it. The sickest Ottawa Senators podcast. It's gonna be sick. How we doing, Ottawa? Um, just me again. Um, Simmer is still dealing with uh, some family issues. So we'll kind of try and see what we can do here again today. Um, yesterday went pretty well. Thank you for all the questions and the comments to kind of help me get through that day. So um, lots to talk about today, it seems, and I'm sure there'll be lots of questions and uh, I'll try to try and provide some answers if possible here. Um First off, I just wanted to, before we kind of get into the shit, I just kind of wanted to talk about uh, Hockey Fights Cancer. Um, That's something that affects everyone. Um, And it's a tradition in the NHL that I, in all of sports, I guess, but that I like to see. Um, I always mention I do not want to involve politics and sport on this podcast. I think uh, sport is a great escape for people um, to not deal with that everyday um, BS, let's say. Um, but this is, this is one thing that's different, I think. So, um, you know, it's obviously affects everyone out there. Um, everyone has a a story of someone themselves, a family member or whatever. Um, so it's good. There's lots of money raised last night. Um, the owner stepped up as well. Um, so it, it, it's one thing that brings everyone together for a good cause. Um, and that's probably, you know, the highlight of the night, um, because the hockey game wasn't very good. So, um, yeah, to dive into the game, um, it was a lot of men versus boys out there, it looked like, uh, yesterday. Um, Florida came to play, and Ottawa didn't. Um, and and that should have been a game that Ottawa came, came out firing. Um, they would have known. Florida lost two in a row after being very, very good for most of the year. Um, This is a team that went to the cup finals. This is a team that's battle tested. This is a team that is experienced. This is a big team with skill and ability and that plays the right way with, with a good coach. And um, they showed that yesterday. Um, It's, it's tough to play against teams like that, especially when you're a younger, smaller team and, and, and a team not ready to roll. Um, you know, they were just outmatched. Um, 
right through the lineup. I, I thought, um, you know, Barkov just does what he wants out there um, with his size and puck ability and puck possession. Um, right through the lineup to the defense that uh, just have more size and are more sure. Um, when you watch Florida play, I mean, obviously when they're doing the lines, you just you just naturally go, wow, that's a good lineup. I mean, that's a that's a potentially a Eastern Conference uh, finals lineup, maybe even a Stanley Cup finals lineup, um, and, and they might even have room to add. Um, Paul Maurice, uh, I know uh, AJ Jackiebeck uh, from TSN 1200 hasn't always been a big fan, and neither have I. It's something we've had uh, common ground with, but I think he's he's really proven here um, that he knows how to take a team and and really just provide structure and and belief and and confidence in a team and 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 they're playing that way. Um, and Ottawa isn't, and they were just outmatched, and, and it's a good barometer of where you need to get to. Um, that's Ottawa's worst game probably in a while too, so you can't get so far down. That said, um, that's that's a that's a Stanley Cup Finals roster right there, so that tells you where you need to get to, and uh, I'll have more thoughts on that later whenever we kind of just maybe compare the lineups or whatever, but it's... Uh, not a good day. Um, and when and when you, when you compare the two teams just in playing style, um, one thing I, I notice is, is um, carrying the puck through the neutral zone um, into the offensive zone is a lot easier for Florida. Um, they have support there. They have they have an extra guy close to the puck that they can that you can always make a little pass to. They also have a fire guy up the up the side like a defenseman moving up there so there's always an, a pass for the for the puck carrier which i find ottawa lacks um it's almost like an, it has to be an individual effort to get the puck into the other team's zone and it typically turns into um a dump in that is not um thought about it's just i need to get the puck in deep however i can do that i will do that it's not well, my far guy is going in hard to the far corner, so I'm going to lay a soft dump, make it hard on the defenseman to, you know, have to turn around, make a hard decision with his back to the play, um, with a with a four checker on him. Um, it's it's just we're just trying to get it in and and just survive another shift. I mean, um, the icings. Uh, I think there was maybe four uh, early on uh, by the Senators, bobbling pucks, no one around. No one wanted to take the bull by the horns at all, um, and and that was needed in a game like this. I mean, uh, obviously, it's the Kachuk bull. You should be fired up to play in that. Um, you know, your captain's brother is on the other team, obviously a big rivalry, a division game, a home game that you need to win, and, and it's just not there. They're just not ready um, to play, and and... And that goes, that's a player issue, but that's a coaching issue too. Um, it's, you're not, you're not in form. Uh, you're not, you're not crisp. You're not, not, you're just, you're just out there for a Sunday skate. And, uh, and you can't have that anymore in the NHL. And, and that's on the players as well. I mean, um, you know, when Zub's not even playing well, I, I question what the hell is going on because that's a guy that's just a stable rock. And and he's even digressed here. Um, 
or regressed. Uh, like he, he, it, it's frustrating because um, there's nothing natural about how the Suns play. It's just a, it's a just you're they're just out there for a skate. There's no, there's no structure. There's no support or outlets. And then we could beat a dead horse here, as I always say. But it's it's been super super tough um, to watch. And something needs to change here. Um, it's not fair to the fans. I mean, the fans have been showing up. Fans are everything in sport. Um, you see that with soccer uh, in the EPL, Champions League, all that. The, the fans are the ones that matter. You need to play well for your fans at home. Ideally, because of that, you build a fortress at home and, and you win all your like most of your games and you play a brand of hockey that people don't want to come to Ottawa and play against you, but that's, that's not where we're at right now. Um, and, and, and yes, they're behind on the timeline than Florida, hundred percent, you know, um, everyone's just a little older on Florida fair. They've made some good trades, but it's just, that's a good, good test for the Ottawa Senators players to see where they're at. And, uh, they failed that test. And, and, and if they have any character at all, they will be going to work and uh, not letting that happen again. Um, it's yeah, I, I, we've come to a point that the, that it's not fair to the fans at all. Um, it's it's probably not fair to DJ and his family. Um, I'm not sure where ownership is on this. Um, they could be thinking, well, we need to make the right change here, so we got to be sure. But but nothing's improving. The players come out and say that they want to play for DJ um, and he's their guy and they can't even give a, a 50% effort um, yesterday. Um, so it, to me, it's done. It's done. Nothing. What's, what is going to change? Um, I don't see anything changing at all. Um, and, and, and if you do not make a change quick, it, it's, I mean, it's not going to be easy with a new coach. It's there's bad habits built up over time. Um, and, and, it's going to be tough for a coach to change that to the point that like it's going to take the rest of the season almost if, if you make a coaching change and, and, and you might not probably not going to make the playoffs or might not make the playoffs um, because of how hard it's going to be to change those bad habits. But, but you need a good coach that's, that's able to do that, that demands respect and demands a certain style of play um, and, and, and showing the guys how much easier it is to play the game when you play the right way. How much more fun is it to go to the rink every day? Sure, yes, it's great to score goals, but what I know what else is great is winning games. And uh, they, they need a veteran coach here. Um, I mean, it's, 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 it's fairly evident um, what a good coach can do in this league. Um, the best coaches in the league are – on the best teams or at the top of the standings. Um, and, and it, it makes a massive, massive difference. The league is so good. There's so many close players now um, that, that structure good habits, understanding the game, managing the game, knowing what you're going up against makes a massive difference. It gives you that edge. Um, and we don't have that edge We're the other teams are getting the edge. Um, and, uh, it really is no fit, fit, no, not fair to the players and not fair to the fans. Um, it something needs to change. So, um, you know, 
just that that offside. Uh, I just see people talk about that. That that was a killer. Um, I, I don't. I believe it was clearly offside. Um, but there again, adversity. Um, it's still two nothing. You can get back in the game, and and it just it's not. Yeah, uh, you could tell the teams the team doesn't give a shit, or at least they're playing like that, and uh, so that makes it. You know, you can't get rid of all the players. I'm I'm very frustrated with the players and how they played as well but you can't get rid of them um we've seen in the past how well they can play at times we've seen that they can be better with a full lineup but it's it, it's on them too um they they need to reach down and and dig deep and see if they want to just put up points or if they want to become a good team and and every young team needs to go through that uh Toronto Maple Leafs go through that at times still, and they're farther along. So it's not all doom and gloom, but things need to change because the bad habits just build up and build up, and and, and you cannot get rid of those overnight. It, it, it is going to take massive work to change this, um, to change this team and the way they play. So, you know, when, when I say we need a new coach, 100%, we need a new coach now at this point, but... It's not going to change overnight. This has been built up, built up, and and I think it's been masked by the amount of skill and ability on this team at times, um, and 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 that's a good thing because okay, we ha- at least have that. It's not like we're lacking that and everything else along with um, the structure side of play and the team side of play. But it it's uh, it's not good right now. Um, yeah, um, uh, the third period. You know, I see mixed things on Zach McEwen. Um, DJ thought they're still in the game. I mean, uh, I don't know what would lead you to believe that they were in the game there. Um, I mean, it's 3 nothing. I think there's four guys had shots on that. Four forwards had shots on that out of the whole team. Um, yeah, they had a couple of hits because they didn't have the puck. I, I mean, it's... If they were not winning that game... Um, and there's a kid that's frustrated that Matthew Kachuk's going after their goalie. So not only are you getting beat 3 nothing, you're getting manhandled in the game of hockey, but you're also getting just kind of embarrassed on your home ice. Um, and, it, and is that the, the best outcome that could have happened? No. I don't believe that that was a penalty. I'm from uh, like a five-minute penalty. I'm from the old school. But like at some point, enough is enough. Um, and, and yes, it's going to ensure you don't win that game, but you were never going to win that game, uh, at that point. So it, it kind of allows you to get something going, maybe get some, some camaraderie with the boys and, and get, uh, get your nose dirty and realize it's not that bad. And, and, you know, Paul Maurice had a good quote about it. I mean, that would have been 250 minutes of penalties 10 years ago. Guys aren't even getting hurt in this, in these little scrums. It, it's it's nothing. It's a nothing, but it, it at least kind of brings the guys together. And it, it's the same idea of what those big brawls would have been back in the day. Don't don't mess with us, but also kind of bring the team together and show that you're standing up for your team. At least that's what kind of it was for me. Um, that five-minute should not have been a five-minute penalty. I mean, our league's getting so soft. Um, with 10-minute majors or sorry, the 10 minute misconducts. I mean, it's, 
kind of a joke. Um, kick out some guys if you want. That's fine. But like, because it's a, a little scrum with no one getting hurt, I, I don't see why it really makes a, a massive difference. Yes, it could have got worse. But I mean, at least the fans got something out of it. Um, I mean, the team had no heartbeat for two periods and and then you finally got something you know talking to some friends at the games at least you know they got some entertainment value um unfortunately as that is but um individually i mean jake sanderson jake the snake sandstorm um low pulse in a good way and plays upbeat i mean what more do you want this guy you know matthew kachuk verbally calls him out um and he says screw it i'm gonna just go right at him and 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 show and you're if you want to fight now in the nhl unless you're fighting a big heavyweight you're not gonna get beat up like it's not gonna really hurt you for the most part maybe there's exceptions to the rules but you're not gonna get hurt in a hockey fight um especially if you're not going in to try and like throw haymakers and win the fight protecting yourself is easy to do in this league matthew kachuk's not gonna beat you up and this guy Jake Sanderson knows and he has the balls to go and do it and, and square up with them. And I mean, what a, what a player, but what a character guy. Um, the Sens are lucky to have him. And, 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 you know, there's other guys like that at times. Uh, Joseph, I thought, you know, still competed. Um, Stutzel had his moments light on the puck at times, but had, had his moments later on in the game. Um, so th- this roster, it's not all bad. There's, there's really good pieces. Um, I, I just think that there's going to need some tweaks, obviously to get a little bigger in certain spots. Um, you know, when you compare, when you compare Florida's bottom 3d, let's say versus Ottawa's bottom 3d yesterday, and that doesn't win you games. But those guys are usually good penalty killers. Florida uh, Auto's power play uh, penalty kills not very good, but they have size, they have experience, they have know how, and it's not easy to play against them. And then you can kind of compare to what we saw yesterday out of Ottawa's bottom three D. And I get no one on the team was good for the most part, but I mean JBD Hamannick and Branstrom not very good easy to play against lose one-on-one battles against these bigger forwards on, on Florida. It's, it's just, it's, and it's natural progression of a, of a team that's trying to make the playoffs. You're going to slowly have to remove those worst players on your team, but, but it's in the off season, they're going to have to do a serious, serious look on, on what we want this Ottawa Senators team to be and who they have to play against. It, who you have to play against to get to the playoffs. And once you're in the playoffs, who, who do you have to play against to win rounds? And, and you have, you have bigger teams that are hard, like Tampa Bay, Boston, Florida, that we saw last night, you're going to have to really think about this roster makeup. Um, and it's not going to be easy. Um, you can't just, you know, obviously Shabbat's going to move one of those guys out understand that but but we need we need some pricks on this team 
we need big guys that can possess the puck um, and big guys that can not afraid to get dirty that but that, that can play and we have some of that but um, and, and I think with coaching and style play that's that's going to change too because I do believe support is a lot of the problem when guys have to individually get up the ice or maybe have one other guy um, and then these big guys clog the lanes. They have big reaches. It's tough. It's tough to get through. You have to play smart. You have to have support from your other players. Um, but yeah, this is a good measuring stick and I think they failed. Um, now with a good line with their full lineup, Greg skated today in the second line which moves Norris down to the third line center with Tarasenko. Let me just read these here. So you got Kachuk, Stutzel, Giroux, Joseph, Greg, Tarasenko, Kublik, Norris, Batherson, Kelly, Charche, McEwen. So obviously that lineup looks so much better right off the bat um, when you add Greg. Um, he was off the ice early, but I think that's just precautionary, just trying to get that ankle going and you not want it to swell up or anything. Um, just a good 20 minute skate, uh, could go a long way. So, um, but that lineup does look better. And, 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 and Greg in a game yesterday, is going to thrive. He's going to drag guys into the fight. He's still not a heavy, heavy player. Um, and that's, that's maybe my issue. You know, if you, if you can kind of, you know, we are going to lose Kublik next year, obviously, or, or trade him this year for a pick, um, or some cap space. I mean, if you have a big, harder guy that go, fits into that lineup there, I think it's a lot easier. You know, you're going to have Pinto, who's, who's, I think could be very good both ways and, and is a force. He's not, he's not crazy, but he, he p can possess the puck. He plays smart. He has size. He has, he can use his body to, uh, protect the puck. Um, but, but we need to kind of round out this roster a little bit and, and, and get it ready for to be a playoff team um and along with a coach so um please questions uh i need questions to kind of get through this um i would really appreciate it i see lots in the chat actually have they been ready for any game this year uh maybe at the start um when it's just natural excitement for the season um, but that's inside the players and everything else is just kind of faded away. And, um, lately, no, they haven't been, um, or if they're come out ready, they, you know, surrender a goal after scoring a goal or, you know, or have a, a, not a really bad period after a good period. So have they come out ready? No. Have they wanted to play 60 minutes of hockey this year? No, they haven't. Um, yeah, let's. Uh, I'll take another question. How the hell does DJ walk into a practice today? What is this? I agree. I, I think today was the last night. Last night would have been when you fire him. Get it over with for him. We don't. He doesn't need this to go on. He knows what's going on. He kind of protected himself in the interview last night, and and, and I would too if I was him. It's not all on him. This is not all on DJ Smith. This is roster. This is players not wanting it. But he's going to fall on the sword because you cannot trade these players yet. You cannot make a big move. You have no cap space. 
and you don't want to trade these guys playing at their worst because it's going to come back to haunt you. Uh, you're going to make a stupid trade for a player that you kind of like, but is not as good as potentially the player that you're trading. So um, I, I think yesterday would have been perfect to get it over with. Coach in here all week. You could have a light, a light practice or two and a hard practice or two. Lots of video of understanding how we want to play. Lots of maybe game-like situations in practice to kind of show this is what we need to do. Um, and a new voice of I'm not taking any shit. And if you're not playing, I don't give a hell because it's, it's, it's to that point. Um, and, and you need that to get them going. It, it's, it's, you need that bit of fear in the coach. You need a, a bit of fear in your coach at this point for this young team. Let's do another one. Took Batherson close to a year to come back from high ankle sprain. Can we realistically expect Greg to have an impact as soon as he returns? No. And it takes everyone that long. That said, Greg has a more of a motor than Batherson. Um, I think his Batherson, I like his hockey sense at times, but he, then he's just the, not very smart other times. And it, it's so frustrating. I don't know where his hockey sense went at times, um, but Greg, he's going to give you, he might not be as good as he was, but he's going to give you solid minutes. I think just because of the natural ability sense and uh, effort level from a player and, and he's younger with a better motor. Um, so I think he'll be easier to come back than Batherson. Um, Batherson, uh, good, good, good. Seems like a good guy when he's doing interviews. He's honest. I don't know what's happened to him. And you see it offensively on the power plays. He can do some awesome stuff. Um, but there was like a turnover on the, like their, their power play at his own entries. Like what is going on? Um, he turns the puck over religiously. Um, you know, that cycle on, uh, on the change, the shot, he could have just, I mean, hold on to the puck. Like, why are we wanting to get rid of the puck so quickly? Like have some poise in your body, please. Uh, and that goes for the whole team. It's, it's, it's so frustrating. Um, yeah. And, and, and that might be get the puck in deep, get the puck on that blah, blah, blah from the coach. I don't know, but it's not, it's not good. It's not how I want to play hockey. And I love, I love physical. I love, I'm a St. Louis blues cup winning team style hockey team. Like, like that's the kind of game I like with a little more skill if possible. Um, I think that's where the good teams are heading. And that's, I think that's Florida Panthers have a little of that in them. Uh, let's go again. Rob Romeo DJ is liked by the guys, but what's the balance between a player's coach and a coach that delivers tough love? So I think, I think a coach that delivers tough love is what we need right now. And he becomes a player's coach because the players don't even understand what that is. 
and they're going to realize how much better that's going to make them. It's going to piss off one or two guys on the team that you're going to have to trade. That's that's we've seen that before, but it's he's going to make these players better, and they're going to learn to like it. They might get sick of it after two years, and then you bring in a, a, a guy that lets them go a little more, but still demands a little, you know, defensive side of the puck, but the good players, the guys that want to get good are going to like that guy hard on them. Um, to me, I mean, I didn't really play at a high, high level or anything, a little, some junior, but like when a coach is going, is demanding something from you and you know, he's right. And you know, he's smart. There's nothing better than that. I didn't like coaches that, you know, maybe you're demanding it and it didn't make sense what they're saying or, or not going at, not trying to get you going. But if, if it's a good coach that's coached in the NHL has a history of winning either as a player or as a coach, and it's hard on you, he's only doing it to make you better. And, and I think, I think there'll be some play, a guy like Sanderson, he's going to love that. And, 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 and you're, you're going to weed out the guys that you don't want. I think Batherson might even have that in him too. Um, I think Batherson needs that maybe. Um, let's go again. Do we have one? Yeah. If they don't fire DJ, what other shakeups, if any, could you improve? I it, it, It's come down to you're going to have to because there are no other shakeups right now. Uh, Off-season moves, 100%. Uh, getting guys back is going to help. Getting Shabbat back. Probably have to trade someone here uh, to allow Pinto and Greg to come back. Um, but it's the, that's the move. It's the easiest move to make, um, which leads me to believe it's the best move to make right now. Um, before we do another one, total shout out to the Andular family for matching the donations. 100%. Um, I like this owner. I think, I think he is smart, has balls, and has a plan. I wish he maybe, I know what he's doing. I, he doesn't, you don't want to fire someone that you shouldn't have fired. You want to give them the fair opportunity. And for the long term of the franchise, I appreciate where he's coming from that. But he sees the games. Steve Sayo Steve sees the games. They know. And when you know, for sure, it's probably too late. You know, like it's something needs to change for the, and, and if this team wants to be better next year, something needs to change now because you cannot allow these bad habits to go on and to go on and to go on. Let's do another one. Who's your preferred coaching choice if they make any? So yeah, that's a good question. Uh, kind of on the gun yesterday. I said two, I said one name, Gerard Gallant, really. Um, Patrick Waugh is the name I forgot. Been a big fan of his. Uh, I think, I think he would demand respect. He would be so hard on these guys, but also so fair on these guys. And that's all anyone really wants, right? Um, this guy had a little bit of success in the NHL as a coach, obviously tremendous success as a player. He was the leader of that team with Joe Sackett. Uh, he, Went back to junior, worked on himself, worked on some things, and he's 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 become a better coach, and he deserves an opportunity. Um, 
and he's he's ready. He's uh, he's sitting there ready for this. And 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 I don't know why you wouldn't have him watching. Have him watching the Sens. He he probably is. He's a hockey nerd fan. He's probably watching the Sens. But have him watching the Sens and have him ready to go um, if things got bad. Um, yeah, that those are the those are my two guys, and I'm leaning towards Patrick Waugh. Um, Claude Julian hasn't had tremendous success recently. Uh, not a great team, maybe. Um, but he has had success. He's won. He could easily prove me wrong. Not that I think he would be bad. I, I just think he would be not as good as maybe the other two for this team. That said, I could be very wrong on that. And he could be very good. So, so those are the three guys, I guess, that everyone's talking about. But if I went in order, it'd be Roy, Gallant, Julian. Let's go. At one point, is it too late to make a coaching change? Right now, feels like perfect time to transition. Well, it's already too late. I think. I think. Well, uh, I would have thought last night or this morning. Um. Every game that this goes on, it's going to be too late or it's going to be too long because these habits don't die overnight. And um, preaching to the choir here, I think a little bit, but the, you need to you need to fix this right now. Uh, unfortunately, I, I think you know I came out the first podcast and said probably DJ needs to go. Um, but also then try to be positive about things, give him what credit where credit's due. And like I said, this is not all on DJ. This is just a guy going to die, fall on this sword because there's nothing else you can do. Um, but it's, yeah, the time has come. The time has come. If you want this team to, to fix everything that is going on. Um, I think a good coach is going to, have better practices. They, they must not have great practices. They're bobbling the puck. They're not zipping the puck like professionals on the, on the tape. There's no support. There's no communication. All right. Corpus Allo is losing his mind because, because, because these players don't even know what's going on. And he came from an organization with a good coach and, and, and good culture um, of, playing hard and playing the right way. And he just must be losing his mind. Tarasenko must be going. And, and they're probably looking around the room going, we got some skilled guys here and good players, but but bo- young boys, you need to turn into men. This, that's what the coach needs. The next coach needs to turn these boys into men. Um, really, that's what it is. Uh, as players on the ice. Um, yeah, let's do another one. Pat Holmes. With everyone yelling accountability from the rooftop, is anyone actually surprised DJ isn't benching anyone? Well, no, it, it's a catch-22. Damned if you do, damned if you don't. If you sit these guys, well, there's and and there's you have 20 guys on the roster and guys are hurt. You sit these guys, it's a way worse player going in there, doing the, uh, the exact same shit that, that these top-of-the-line guys are doing. I mean, the fourth line had good shifts yesterday. I, I, I won't – they went out to work – but I mean, it's the, the top three lines are, are really, they're all doing the same bad habits and, and, and stuff. So what, what are you going to do? You're trading one for another. It's Robin Peter to pay Paul. Um, 
yeah, there's it's it's a shitty situation um, with the with the cap space and, and and all that. Yeah, and and the injuries. So uh, let's do another one. What's your assessment of Kubelik so far? He's a guy. He's a guy. Would I like? He's fine. He's fine. He's fine. Uh, he's not. I don't think he hurts you. I'm. I have high expectations. I when I think of a when I talk about a team, I talk about a team that could win. That so in scouting, when when you scout, when you give a player rating, you're not giving a like what you think he's going to be a pro to make it weird one to seven, seven being a superstar. But let's just so a three as an AHL guy tweener. Okay. So as an example, if I'm giving a guy a five, which is a second line. Second line player. That's on a good team. I'm not giving. I'm not giving him a rating for what he would be on a bad team, right? So, so on a good team that could make the Stanley Cup, or sorry, the the conference finals. That's how. That's how we judged as scouts is what he is on on a good team that can get to there. Is he so a five? He's a second line. So when I think of Kubalik, he's he's fine. He's not hurting you. But if I'm a good team. Do I want that guy on my team? And 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 you're going to have one or two guys forwards, maybe a defenseman that it's not up to your level, just because of cap space and everything like that. But do I want a better player in that position? But who are you going to get for two? You know, two point five. Who are you going to get for two point five in that spot? Um, that's why you know. Four million dollars of dead dead money. I mean, you you bump that up to a four point five million dollar guy. He's a much better player and and type of player. I think, you know. I'm talking only strictly as player here, like you know, Formanton and Pinto on that, like in in that third line. It's it's a completely different line. You know now you now now you're pet you're heavier or you play faster you play more in their face possess the puck better it's a different line and that line can win matchups against other teams third lines but right now he hasn't done he's fine he's a guy but I we don't need guys we need players so he's been traded around for reasons. That's fine. He's he's an NHL player. There's I'm not I'm not even questioning that. He can go to a team and help them. But me with my high expectations, I'd like a better player than that in that spot. Let's do another one. Ryan Barber, good cousin from uh Shawville, actually uh scouted for Anaheim for a little bit. Uh is Patrick Raw already the guy? And are they just waiting for him to decide when it is the right time? Waiting for Shabbat, Greg Pinto to return, for example. Could be. Um, you know, we still have a, a little homestand here. I know they have an away game on Friday. Little homestand here. So maybe it's at the end of the homestand when everyone's back. But I just thought with the time in between games, it was a perfect opportunity that if you're going to do it, 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 it's the most fair time to DJ, to not have to deal with five, four days of shit for the fans to get ready and get some excitement which is which matters listen the fans are the most important thing in this sport so 
if that would have helped them and then the players to get act and then, and then obviously the new coach that they bring in so it would have helped everyone there i think uh having these four days or whatever even if there are injuries you know they're at least they're skating they can un- at least be around and, and understand what's what's expected uh out of them as effort level and responsibility and and structure really and the way you play the game like and i talked about i talked about jake sanderson there and one thing i forgot to say is like florida dictated the game yesterday right so so ottawa's chasing the game jake sanderson is a guy that dictates the game other players on the ice have to play off him um because he's so good and that's just something that i you know I, and i'm sure everyone knows that but it's just we need more guys like that. And, and, and I think coaching can help that too, because uh, your, your idea of how you want to play, um, which could be, you know, making sure there's more support and, and, and team awareness and creating lanes can, can lead to guys having the puck more. Um, and, and then, you know, when Timmy has the puck more, he obviously is going to be a better player. But if 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 he has no help or you know things aren't going well, it, it's you, you look like a much worse player because you're trying to get the puck off Barkov all night or uh, Matthew Kachuk or or these guys that do dictate the game. Let's do another one. The doctor, I like the doctor. Would Julian be down to come in under Roy as an assistant to replace Kev? Well, this is to me, this is everything now. Um, you want to have really good assistance. I mean, where do you get an edge in a cap world? Coaches, coaches, GMs, staff. Um, yeah, I don't know if he would. Maybe that. Maybe because he's here. Maybe he would. Um, little French connection. Uh, yeah, maybe he would. Maybe, you know, if, if, if I would have him or Jacques as an assistant defensive coach, and then I would have a, maybe a, a, a smarter, younger guy for the offensive side that, you know, you see these young offensive coordinators in the NFL. I like to compare other sports, as you guys are probably aware. These young offensive coordinators or young coaches in the, in the NFL – They've changed the game for for the better. They just are way more creative. Uh, the younger guys like playing for them. So if you could have a the best of both worlds, you know, have have a guy like Roy who players want to play for, have a good assistant coach for the defense that want to get guys better, and then and then a and, and then a forward seeking, advanced, creative younger guy that has some, you know, good experience though. Um, as an assistant coach, I don't know who that is. I don't know who that is. Um, to, for assistance, it's hard, right? You don't, you don't, you don't know who's out there always. You don't know what a guy like, um, I don't, I don't even know who that would, would look like, but you know, like he could be played in the, I mean, maybe it's, I'm not going to force Alfie into coaching role here, but, but a guy like that has played that might not necessarily, 
you know, maybe they only have one year experience on the bench, but like a, a, a smart forward thinking guy is what I think they need on, on the offensive side of the puck. Uh, and then a strong defensive leader for the, for the, the team defense and the defensive, uh, these defensemen, you know, a lot of bad habits right now and, and that can continue. And, and we look at what's kind of gone on with Shabbat and how hard it is to break that. We don't need that happening to other guys on this team. Let's do another one, please. Nico Norris and Batherson have been playing like crap. Why are they still on the PP? Well, Batherson's good on the PP, even though he's not very good at five on five recently. Well, and even his entries, zone entries on the PP haven't been great. Um, Norris, every game I start to worry a little more and more. That said, I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt. He hasn't played a ton of hockey, but, and, and that's what it's, you're, really, this is what this season's going to turn into is potentially, if they don't start winning here, is fixing bad habits, seeing who actually wants to be here, seeing who's good enough to be here. Um, and that's and that's and then you're gonna re- rearrange your roster next year based on that. Can we do another one, please? Does Joel Quinville need to be reinstated or is he available? I I don't like to talk on anything other than the actual hockey side. So I'll talk about him as a coach. Fantastic coach, obviously. The other shit I don't know about, so I'm not gonna comment. Um, I'll let things to play out before I comment. But as a coach, would I like him? Would he make this team a lot better? Of course he would. Let's do another one, please. Would you hire a coach before a GM? Well, you have to at this point. You're not going to hire a GM. That, that's that's a when you're hiring a GM. That's that's a month or two process, I think, to be, make sure you have your right guy. We don't have time for that. In, in a perfect world, sure. But but also, you're going to hire a guy that the GM should like. Like, if you're hiring a good coach, the, the new GM should like him. And if you're a new GM, you go, well, that's not my hire. If things go awfully wrong here for the next year and a half, you can blame that on the owner. Now you get two more coaches that you get to hire as a GM before you get fired. I'd be okay with it as a GM. Maybe that's not the right attitude, but but... I got to think Steve Steos, Michael Andler. Andler's been in the league. He's He's been through interviews before. He knows what's going on. Um, he'll make, he, he, I think he'll bring in a proper coach at some point here. Um, do we want to, let's do some more, I guess. What makes you think it's not coming? Because they didn't fire him last night. Or this morning, I have a feeling they're negotiating. Oh, I agree. I agree. I just think that it was the perfect time, I guess. So, so do I still think it's going to come? Yes, uh, unless they win like three in a row here or something crazy. But I would have been ahead of this, knowing, hey, we're going to pull a trigger here. And if you're telling the coach that that you're protect, like ideally, you have a coach in mind that you're going to hire. Okay, so you're like going into this weekend, like, hey. You know, if we have a rough weekend here, now, probably weren't predicting last night's disaster, um, which kind of has me and some fans fired up here. Um, but 
I would have had him ready. I would have had him ready to roll. Um, you you know what the schedule is in advance. You know that this is a perfect time. Um, that said, your first fire is not easy either. So I don't know what that means, but um, they're probably trying to be as fair as possible. But but when you don't make those decisions that you need to make it starts to look bad on you. Let's do another one, please. If the Sens win the next three, uh, does the reason we want to reflect, uh, yeah, until they lose again. I mean, I mean, this is going on for forever. Uh, the only, only way this changes, I think for me, and it's, then it just goes on to the off season. They start winning and they get guys back and continue to win. Then you're like, okay. And I'll, I'll, I'll say I was wrong. I have no problem saying I was wrong on that. If that's the case, I want to be wrong on it. I want, I want, I want this team to succeed. I want to be wrong. I want DJ to do well, but I mean, there's only, there's been a big enough sample size over the last few years that we kind of have a, an idea of where this is could go. And it's probably not, Let's do another one, please. Is it a strong draft year? Oh, yeah. Okay. So talk to some, not even really, talk to some scouts that do, um, friend of the show, uh, Grant from, from Recruits, uh, who also goes on the podcast in Montreal. Uh, from what I'm told, yeah, you, like there is a, the one guy is pretty good, but like, I wouldn't say there's like a high end talent like Bernard, but it's a deep draft uh, uh, so far. Now that after Christmas, all that's going to change, and and I think I'm going to do a little part on scouting um, one of these days of kind of the process and and how that goes. But right now, it looks like a, a strong draft year. It looks like there's there's players, um, lots of this first rounder has more D than typical, um, which usually means. There's, you know, there's going to be some better forwards in the, in the second round later on too. So yeah, it is a deep draft from what I'm told. That said, it can change like that. And, um, and we'll have to see, but two picks here, it gives them ammunition in a good draft. You, you can either use those picks, hopefully for players that you like, or another team likes a guy in that certain location that you can, you know, maybe the team's rebuilding and that you could trade for a guy that that's going to help you win now on, on a good contract. Um, I'm kind of on the boat of, if you could do one and one, depending on how this plays out, but if you can, you know, and, and that depends on what they do for cap space and all that. It's, it's going to be tricky. A lot more goes into it than, you know, sitting here and just uh, answering a question, but it, yeah, like it's, when you have picks or assets, right? So uh, having assets are good. Um, obviously losing one in the future here, but uh, hopefully you're in the playoffs and being good and you're good by the time that, uh, by the time you lose that pick. Uh, shall we do another one? Are we enjoying this? I hope so. Um, would, would Galat, Boudreaux or Julian actually help team wins? Ah, uh, right off the start. I don't know about that. Uh, over long-term, yes. I think, yeah, I think you would over long-term or at least, at least you would know what players you want to keep around. Cause that's what I think is going to happen 
potentially is these guys, this coach is going to have to come in here and be harder on these guys than they've ever experienced at the pro level. So, so some are going to go like this. Some are going to thrive and go right up, uh, get better, improve their game. And some, some guys are going to falter. Um, but at least, you know, then as a GM, right. Of what, you know, and, and fans are going to have to be a little patient. There could be like, you know, I talked about a golf swing, um, you know, to be a consistent nineties to eighties, you might have to change your golf swing a little bit and you might get a little worse off the start, but knowing it gets better down the road, uh, that could happen here with a new coach. Um, but you want to be sure on this. You, you, if you, if you make the wrong coaching hire, it's, it, this could turn into a, a complete disaster. I don't think it will. But that that's that's what could happen. Um, let's should we do another one here? Ryan Barber's on fire today. Uh, why does it seem like the Sens are waiting to find their new GM? Why not hire a guy and now and well, I, I mean they should have probably been in that process, uh, but I think that they want probably a guy that's already hired. Uh, by a team and a team's not going to let them go mid season, like an assistant GM on another team. Um, Steos. So obviously not a ton of experience at the NHL level, but he knows hockey. Um, so he should know coaching and all that. And I'm sure he does. Um, he just has to pull that trigger and make sure he has the right guys there. Um, re the right guy ready. <sighs> That said, it's a difficult, it's your first fire. You don't want to make a mistake. Um, GM, he's probably doing GM duties next year. Now, do I think they should have brought in a consultant that could guide him through some of the stuff that maybe he's not really done? Um, and I know Ryan Bonus does that, and he does a good job with the cap and all that stuff. But just just that day-to-day -day stuff that, that uh, maybe a GM, a guy, okay, and like a guy like, Chuck Fletcher, who's been a GM in the league, but probably isn't looking to be a GM right now. And I don't even know if he wants this job or not, but a guy that can just, you know, you could pick his brain about things, uh, about organization, how it should run, all that stuff. Just be able to talk to him and have someone to talk to that's been around. Um, it, it doesn't even need to be about players all the time, um, you know. Um, it could just be on how things should run tricks of the trade, you know, um, just have that guy around because he hasn't been there long. And then, and then that gets you to the off season, uh, where you can hire the guy that you want. Um, yeah, let's do another one. Phil, if Steos wants more time to choose a new, new coach, why not put an interim coach in place, someone like Jacques Martin? At least you can start teaching proper. I agree. I agree. Um, I would have a guy ready. There's, got, there's good guys out there. Um, but I would, have, I would have had my guy ready. Um, and I'd have a whole new coaching staff ready, to be honest. Uh, they've been here long enough. Big changes need to be made. Um, yeah, uh, want to do another, I'm okay doing this. If you guys have some questions, Brian, 
Justin, you're doing a great job. Thank you. Uh, love the scouting insights. Yeah. Uh, so I'll say the full question. Uh, my buddy Bruce said I maybe mumbled a few yesterday. Um, so you're doing a great job. Love the scouting insights. My issue with DJ, other than not holding top players accountable, throwing McEwen under under the bus post press conference, he was not the issue. Okay, scouting insights. I'm going to do more of those. I think down the road. I think easier later in the year. I can get into that more even too. Whenever I can start watching some guys, uh, I'll even get out to some 67s games and some Gatineau games. Talk to some different scouts from around the league and pick their brains and and have some guys for you to watch. Especially even World Junior time, I'll have some guys, you know, just to be aware of and and have some fun with that. Um, and it, it breaks up the mana- the mundane stuff of the sends all the time. Um, and then I'll also talk about the structure of, of what goes into an NHL uh, season uh, or a scouting season for uh, an NHL amateur scout. Uh, now I'm forgetting the, the second part there. Can we throw that back up? <laughs> uh, Sorry about that. Um, yeah, okay. On, on to the next. In your opinion, out of all 32 teams, how many would have made a change by now, given that they were in this position? Lots. I think I think uh, new ownership and new GM goes into play here a little bit. Um, and then the fluctuating results of – and then the Sweden trip, right? So the fluctuating results of going to Sweden, that puts a dent in your changing your coach. Then you win two there. Then you come back. Life's good. Schedule's – all messed up. Uh, it's 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 not easy. It's not easy. Um, lots of things going wrong with this um, injuries, but I think I think lots of teams it would have made that change. We've seen teams already make changes, um, and arguably had higher expectations for Ottawa than some of those teams. So um, I think they would have want to do Patrick. Um, would anything prevent the Senators from hiring an assistant and an existing AGM from another team right now, Darsford? So that was in my mind when I was talking about that. I don't think Tampa Bay is letting Matthew Darsh go until end of year. So, so that's where I come in. Where it, it, in in a perfect world, you get your GM, you get your coach, then you sorry, you get your GM, then you get your coach. But it's that we're not in a perfect world right now. So you got to make do. We have. Lots of varying, varying issues here um, that have caused you know where we are here today with cap and and all that stuff. So yeah, um, I'm thinking we're waiting to the off season. I think Steos can handle it. Um, why not have a consultant? I think I think up top you can have too many guys, but having more than one guy in the office other than you is probably needed um yeah and just another voice and another guy to talk to darren boyce let's get outside the sense here a little bit uh worried about ovechkin breaking gretzky's record uh no because it's ovechkin um more worried than i was before but i'm just gonna let this season play out here a little bit and see what happens um doesn't have necessarily the firepower around him like he used to 
that hurts sometimes. Um, but he's proven he's such a good player that uh, he's he's good enough to like like I'm I'm gonna wait till he really proves me that he's done or or can't do it until I make that decision. Um, yeah, let's let's try Josh here with a new coach. How much changes when it comes to the regular comes to the roster moves? Do you think they'll start sending guys down and calling guys up to see what they're working with? I mean, I mean, you do that probably end end of the after the deadline. You're doing that if you're out of the playoffs, but you also have to keep the guys like if if so a guy like okay. So if, if you have younger guys that you think are going to fit into this organization long-term, they need to be up here after the trade deadline. You need to see what they're made out of. You need to give them a taste of NHL experience. If they haven't, you need to see what these guys are made of. But you also have to keep guys around that are going to be on the team next year because you need to break these bad habits. You need to get – you need to be – all systems go in training camp next year, ready to go, knowing what the coach expects of you, ready to fire – um, and that, and that's what, that's really what, what a new coach is going to have to do here this year for the most part. Now I'm, I'm thinking unless they go on a run. Um, yeah. Um, Matt, do you see, Oh, Kane. Yeah. Patrick Kane. Let's talk about that. Yeah. Um, obviously had a hip issue last year. Um, so when, though they traded for him, I didn't really have super high expectations. I thought he might've did a little more than he, than he, he did, but, um, I got to think he's feeling much better um, as long as he's, as he's rolling, you know, towards the end of the year, low, low dollar amount. Detroit still has like, they're going to have like 10 million in cap space, I think at the deadline, which is crazy. So this is a team that needed a little more skill, a little more guys to put the puck in the net. Um, I think they're going to need to fix that back end a little bit. If they uh, want to be a team that competes to win playoff rounds, but they have the room for that too. Um, and uh, yeah, what a GM Stevie Y is, right? Patient, picks his spots, but when he likes a guy, he goes at him and he gets him and he gets him for cheaper than market value typically. Impressive. T dot in K Town. With all the talk of a new coach, how much, sorry, with all the talk of a new coach, how much of this is actually on the players? A lot, a lot. I mean, I mean, that said, if you're not, so they don't come out ready. They don't come out, you're you're not making passes. If you can't make a pass, you're going to struggle in this league. And they couldn't even make passes. Uh, it's, it's not good. So is that on the players? Yes, 100%. But what the hell is going on in practice, you know? Um, it's frustrating to watch. It is frustrating to watch. I don't know if they're scared of if they were scared of Florida or or what. Like, but but just guys, they, there's no communication. There's no there's no passing. There's no it's there's nothing out there. It's just a bunch of strikes me as a bunch of individuals that sometimes are good enough to score enough goals to win a game. And I like to see that Corpusalo on that play get mad. Because I would be pissed off if I was playing on this team. Um, see, we should see Shabbat. 
Okay, Josh, we'll go. Do we see Shabbat get back to the 50-plus point player we saw him under Guy Boucher? Uh, it's going to be harder because there's more players on the team taking away power play minutes and all that stuff. I don't, I don't, I don't need that. Uh, I don't need that from him. I, if he, if he can be, uh, add a bit to the power play, if he could, if he could be a great five on five player that wins shifts, that gets the pucks to, that can actually pass the puck and get it to their forwards. I think that is helps this team so much, so much. I mean, we see it last night. Timmy's yelling at the D to get the puck up quicker. I assume that was at Brandstrom. I don't know. But, like, it's like there's no urgency in the game. There's no assertiveness. There's nothing. Um, and, and and that's Thomas Shabbat can get the puck and, and get it out of the zone at least. And, and, and really, that's what I need him to come in here and do. Um, the points, I don't – the points are – our points at this point, it just, you need to, you, your team needs to play the right way, get less points, allow less goals and win more games. Uh, how about attempt Julian Martin coalition for the balance of the season review in the spring? They're local. Yeah. I'm, I'm open to options. I just see some good coaches sitting there. If I didn't see some good coaches sitting there, it would be a lot different. Um, yeah, that's that's kind of where I'm at. But something needs to change. I'm okay with some hard-ass coaches coming in here and fixing this. Um, oh, and and then yeah. So I think it was his name was Brian about DJ throwing McEwen under the bus. Uh, Hundred, I couldn't believe that. He strikes me as a guy that is trying to protect himself a little bit now. And that's, I'm okay with that. But like, what the hell are you going to think when this guy, Matthew Kachuk is running around making a mockery of your team while you're already losing three, nothing. Listen, uh, you weren't winning in that game. And to say the Ottawa senators don't play that way. Well, I don't know what way they play because that was a dog shit effort. And, and it 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 is a terrible effort. So at least the guy that comes in there and was the result of what he was trying to do, great. Probably not. Probably shouldn't have been a penalty. But at least the guy had some balls. And you know what? They kind of played better after too. So uh, and that's probably just because they're down. But like and Florida, yeah, no, and they, and Florida scored their goals and whatever. But they at least showed a little more care and a little more effort after. I mean. It is, yeah. I don't. I don't like that from the coach. Uh, I mean, even even some, even some players kind of. I think felt that way. But but that game is a gong show. You're just trying to drag something out of it for the next game, and the next game's in Columbus, and they just beat the Bruins down yesterday. So this should be interesting. Uh. Josh, like I, I'm, we'll do one more here. Uh, I saw some speculation that teams are calling on Batherson, regardless of poor defensive play, lack of hockey IQ. Why, why would you ever trade to him and his cap? To me, Batherson isn't the same player that he was two years ago, and he should be better than that because of his makeup, his size. Those guys typically get better as they go he hasn't 
is that coaching? Is that not working on proper things in practice? Is that not playing the right style of game for him? I mean, this guy was a hockey sense guy. Guy was a puck possession guy. He's not that anymore. And it's too bad because at one point I was thinking that's one of the best contracts in the league. Boy, was I wrong so far, but that's why you don't want to trade these guys. You're, you're just, you just don't know what's going to happen with a new coach. So let the new coach come in, decide, uh, let the players decide with the new coach, if they're good enough to be here. Um, let the, let, it's up to the players. They got to, they got to show they want to be here. They got to show improvement. Um, yeah, that's, I think that's probably it for me today. I just want to see if I'm missing anything. Yeah, no, no, that's, that's pretty good. I think for today, save some questions for some other days here. Um, as always, I appreciate all the questions. I like that keeps the fans involved here too. Um, that's the fun part. Um, the game are, the game is mm, nothing without the fans. Right. Um, so just keep, keep going. Don't get too down. I think there's good, good signs ahead. If, if, um, if they can make some, some good decisions here with the coach and that, um, I think they'll, I think we'll see some improvement here. Um, enjoy your day. Peace out, Ottawa. And that's a wrap. Hope you don't miss us too much until next time. Follow the sick podcast Simmer Down with John Simpson on YouTube, Facebook, Google Play, and Apple Podcasts.